0: Hello and welcome to the Film Photography Podcast for April 15th, 2011. This is episode number 33. Thank you, John. You're welcome. I'm here in the studio with John. Hi. And to John's right is Lauren Bagley returning. Hello. And to her right is co-host FPP listener Matt. <laughs> <laughs> FPP listener Matt. So uh, Matt, we'll discuss it offline. The job is open. <laughs> So uh, uh-huh. we could work it out. Maybe do what they call it. what do they call that apprenticeship, Fly machine, <laughs> kind of transport. Way. What do they call that when the Skype? Oh, Skype me in. Oh, skype you in.
1: Skype me in. I don't know. No, it's that.
0: way too technological for. Well, welcome everybody. This is the show, the internet radio show For folks who shoot film, who love to shoot with film Who are thinking about shooting with film That may have shot with film, but want to get back into film Shooting film, instant film, 35 millimeter film Film, film, film film. film,
2: All kinds of film Film, 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 film Nice
0: to see you John Nice to see you too Mike Uh, Lauren, nice to see you again
3: It's always good to be here
0: Uh, Lauren uh, is a a printmaker, but she's also Which we didn't mention last time, an illustrator Yes We'll talk about that a little bit And uh, Matt 8x10 format shooter. Shooting everything. Shooting everything. Sh-
2: shoot every
1: format. I'm going to start shooting on toast ch- for you, John. <laughs> Thank you.
0: I'll cherish that. This episode. This episode. We're going to have news. We're going to talk about some giveaways. We're going to talk about the FPP store, which we didn't talk about last time. Mm. We're going to mention our uh, big, big, big Polaroid giveaway Big. Game. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yep. 10 uh, cameras? Lots. We're going to be spotlighting the Kodak Brownie Flashmite 20, mm. 620 camera. Classic. Uh, mm. I have an overview of some magazines that have come through into my mailbox the last month or so. magazine New. One retro that Matt brought in.
1: Oh, yeah. I love retro.
0: We're going to be talking about getting your photos noticed offline. You know, real places like a gallery, <laughs> representation, or a fine art market. Book of the month, developing. We were talking about... Pushing and Pulling, uh, Paul McCartney has a song, uh, Tug of War, you know that yeah. song? Yeah. It, it opens up and <laughs> push, pull, oh, really? push, and it's like, it's a tug of war. Yuck. <laughs> you don't know that?
2: Nope. Okay. I like his early stuff. All right. Like... Uh,
0: Right
2: His first two, McCartney 1 and 2 Are going to be
0: Remastered soon With what bonus about tracks With uh, McCartney 2 Temporary That came out secretary. in 80 1980 Yuck <laughs> Yeah <laughs> uh, Darkroom tips Tips To tone or not to tone That, that will be the question That is the question mm. I want to thank uh, Matt and Lauren For these uh, dark chocolate uh, Reason r- What do you call Reason Reason Well I'll tell you They really perked me up <laughs> <laughs> They're
1: delicious Yes they
0: are They're highly caffeinated And oh. if you're watching us on YouTube You'll notice that we all decided to wear the same clothes again Yeah It's fascinating It's amazing? Yeah It's called So <laughs> we're going to be back with the whole show Right after this quick, quick message
2: Brought to you by Polaroid Makers of the new Polaroid color pack camera At half the price of the original model And by Old Gold Filters Flavors that never came through a filter before And buy new Bravo Floor Wax, so tough you can wash it with detergent.
4: Polaroid introduces an economy model of the famous color pack camera for half the price of the original. Same great film. Same fast loading. Same electric eye. Yet it's half the price of the original model. You get the same beautiful color prints in 60 seconds, black and white in 10, in the same big size yet it's half the price of the original model isn't it your turn to own a Polaroid color pack camera? Hey we're back
0: <laughs> <laughs> It's great to be here
2: yeah yeah a lot of fun it's still raining here in Jersey record rainfall in New Jersey yeah get the arc ready mm. it is
0: true everything just overflows uh, FPP studios on floor two of a building from uh, 1860s so it's doubtful anything's going to happen other than uh, the rain coming in the roof.
1: Yeah, it's we got the buckets a though. Of time. We're ready.
0: We do mm. have the buckets. I should photograph the buckets. They have. We, a, we should. They have flash cubes inside.
1: Yeah, we're not so a hazard at all.
0: It's going to be messy. Of flash cubes. Yep. Let's get right into some news. News. A lot of the news. The news has come from our listeners who have sent us emails at filmphotographypodcast at gmail You.
4: Thank
0: you, John. You're welcome. Uh, this is from our good friend, Tobias. Tobias Feltus. F-E-L-T-U-S.
3: Tobias? Don't you mean Tobias?
0: <laughs> Th- oh. <laughs> Lauren, you are now part of the regular <laughs> FPP team. You need to be here every show. She's our spell check. <laughs> Last time I'm like... Oh, no, next. letter from Tobias. Feltus. <laughs> it's Tobias, Fel- Tobias Feltus. Tobias. I'm so sorry, Tobias. Well, I can tell you that Tobias is an amazing photographer... He uh, has TobiasFeltis.com, and he sent us an email to tell us that if we knew that Tori Amos has a special edition Diana Plus camera for sale. Tori
2: Amos? Tori Amos. Really? Didn't know that. I'm a fan
0: of hers. He thinks it's a sweet treat, and you can get it at ToriAmos.MyShopIFY.com. Hmm. You know anything hmm. about Tori Amos. No,
1: I'm actually new to this. I'm gonna have to oh. look this up. No, she is. No, I'm, I'm John, kind what of you got caught off guard here? I
2: got I got like ten of her records right here. You wanna hear some? No. Okay. She's oh. a uh, piano player, singer, oh. songwriter. Great. I'm gonna have yeah, to check really it out. hot band.
0: And this is like mm, late nineties, when did she break She's the scene?
2: Uh yeah, it was probably mid to late nineties with uh under the Pink, I think, was her first record.
0: This is uh, mm. not a, a isolated phenomenon, and, and I looked at this package. You get the Diana Plus. Mm. You get a special edition CD of her music that's not available anyplace else. Really? A oh, book. Great. It's very similar to what... Uh, did, who, who, who released some film with The Impossible Project?
2: Oh, The in yes. that Yes. Okay.
0: The Decemberists in December 2010 mm-hmm. released like a special edition. And I think... In Still available, by the way. In the day and age of... you go to their website?
2: Their website, yes.
0: In this day and age of theft, where everything music and and video is stolen, you know, everything's just downloaded for free, uh, I think that bands and artists have to put compelling packages together. Mm-hmm. So you're buying something that's not just something you can get for free. Yeah, right?
1: collectible, exclusives,
0: things yep. like that. Yeah. yeah. So Most
2: of these packages also include a uh, link to download... Their albums digitally. Yeah, as di- well. free
0: digital copy. Right. Mm-hmm. A digital link.
4: Yeah, that's me, John Link. So,
2: yeah, you get a CD, you get all the extras, you get LPs are now big in these packages yep. and some other goodies, and then you can download the digital file.
0: Really quick, John. Yeah. I thought, uh, speaking of albums and records. Records? Yep. Uh, Pink Delicates, we're talking, to John, of course, is a member of the Pink Delicates. They're our house band here at oh. FPP. And uh, what's the story on getting an LP press?
2: Inches. Inches from getting it done.
4: Ooh. The
0: EP is going to be on LP. Ah, <laughs> 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 EP on the LP. No, is it's it's going to be. Uh,
2: it's going to be done soon. We're waiting on the artwork, Mike. Need artwork. Hint, 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 wink, no, wink, no, wink. no. We're
0: not talking no. about. Uh, we know an EP's coming out. Yes. But what about an LP, a pressed vinyl?
2: Oh, pressed vinyl. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Mm. How I a forty-five. I'd buy a forty-five. You
1: would?
0: I'd, yeah. I have. I have a
1: player. You
2: well, do? we should probably make uh, a forty-five available with the the new release.
0: And I uh, actually visited John, John uh, on Tuesdays. He rehearses with. Uh, Kevin Neblong, the other Pink Delicate, mm-hmm. but sometimes you also play in what's known as uh, Smooth Sailors. That's
2: right, every Tuesday.
0: And I've, we've been playing on the podcast for a few months now. My one of my favorite Smooth songs, which is one of Kevin's songs, I believe it's called "The Captain."
2: Mm-hmm, when the Captain Came Home.
0: When the Captain Came Home. But so I went to with John one night to the practice rehearsal of the Smooth Sailors. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like five guys in a meat locker.
2: It's usually five <laughs> to seven guys. It depends on who shows and up. And it's that called night.
0: like freeform jazz odyssey. Uh,
2: n- well, that's a joke, but whatever. <laughs> you know, we every night has a different theme. One night we're acoustic. One night we do all percussion. One night uh, a guy has. Gamelon uh, gongs. So we perform okay. pieces on, mm-hmm. on the gongs,
0: and we're going to uh, pl- we'll play some mu- smooth music on the show. Sure. sure. The site is free.
2: The site is free. You can download whatever you want. Oh, that's it's great. Like
0: whatever you want to do.
2: And there's hundreds of songs. Literally hundreds. There's probably 500 songs out there.
4: Wow.
0: wow. So
2: it's, is it smoothsailors.com? S-M-O-O-V-E. smooth smooth smooth
0: And this is going to be the first time that uh, FPP listeners are exposed mm-hmm. to this kind of music. Yeah, it's
2: quite different than the Pink Delicate yeah. stuff.
0: But you cool. can buy a disc, correct?
2: There's a disc available, yeah, but um, I think you can get it at Amazon. Mm-hmm. And also, maybe CD Baby, I'm not sure.
0: Okay. Okay, but uh, I
2: think iTunes has it
0: as well. If you go to cdbaby.com you could just type in the band; and it'll come up, just like right. Pink Delicates right. comes up. But
2: mm-hmm. yeah, you, I think it'd be better; uh, it'd be easier to get it on Amazon.
0: And do you think all the, uh, the you know the uh, you know the selling of your, your CD, the Pink Delicates on CD Baby, has that mm-hmm. encouraged you to move forward and put out? Anything? Absolutely,
2: yeah. There's been a lot of positive response from uh, listeners of this podcast who have actually purchased the album.
0: I'm you know? a fan. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. I
3: love the pink Delegates. We cool.
1: listen to them on Thanks. the way out. So
0: yeah. Cool. I thought cool. about shooting a, a music video on 16mm. Uh,
1: wow. Let's you, do it. You should do it. Yeah. I have a 16mm camera. You,
0: oh, so you, do I. Yeah. What do you got?
1: I have a Baloo, Bolu. Really? Baloo? Yeah, Baloo? yeah. I'll, uh... <laughs> 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 can reposition it.
2: <laughs> you getting tired of holding that on your lap.
1: Yes. Lauren's fiddling with her microphone. Yeah. She's Sorry
0: short. It, it kind of just came your way. The eclair. It's an eclair. Or baloo. Baloo. It's a baloo. Oh.
1: It was another one of the Jeff donations. I he was know. he was either gonna th- he had it all out on the counter one day, and he's like, whatever you don't take is going in the dumpster, and I was like, well, wow, yeah. let's get the U-Haul.
0: Exactly. But uh, well, maybe next trip or the trip after that would be a reason for Matt to come back. If we shot sixteen, a concept video for Pink Delicates, right? And uh, you shot like uh, some stills. Yeah, that'd be cool. you into it. Oh, oh
1: wow! No, I'll
0: shoot some stills. I'd do it. Our next piece of news, uh, which all is contributed by our listeners this month, which Mm. is fantastic. Uh, The the heading says uh, Kodak. E-6 Films. E-6. It says, I use the ectochrome in both 120 and 35 millimeter. Is this a letter? Oh, this is a letter from Kent Keller. See, I like names that are easy to pronounce. Right. (laughs) Who doesn't? He's turning us on to a lab. And that is uh, uh, great because... Um, right now, um, you know, for laboratory, um, sending it to either uh, um, our good friends at uh, Blue Moon Camera mm-hmm. or uh, Spencer at uh, Sharp Photo or some Dwayne's, Dwayne's Photo. Mm-hmm. Both Sharp and Blue Moon don't do E6. A lot of places do oh, not okay. do E6. So Kent says, Hamilton Labs does E6 in all formats, but absolutely no C41 or black and white. Wow. wow. So they're, they're E6 only. Wow. E6 specialist.
1: They must just have mm. a lot of
0: equipment. I drop off a roll of 35mm or 120, same price, $5. Buck. <laughs> Tax because I live here in Nebraska, but not for you. Aha! <laughs> there we go. <laughs> they, they ship it out within 24 hours. Wow. So E6, HamiltonColorLab.com. A Hamilton as in Brad Hamilton.
4: No shirt, no shoes, no dice. <laughs> All right. Learn it. Know it. Live it.
0: From uh, Fast Times at Richmond High. Hamilton Color Lab. I haven't used them yet, but I'm Ooh. going to shoot some E6 Ooh. and uh, send it out to Hamilton Lab. Learn it know it, live it.: I might but, have to try them. But yeah. five bucks I'm in, man. Alex. yeah because uh, my lab doesn't do E6.:. So The Dwayne is eight dollars. Oh, I noticed that most of our listeners are price conscious. They are. They, they, they are. are like uh, sharp. the first roll is 250, each other roll is free. Really. Shipping Oh, shipping. oh okay. shipping. I was like, oh, processing. processing. Oh, man. That's good. Yeah. The processing mm-hmm. is less. The Sharp... Even less? Oh. For C41, the, they, it's they like do prints or is that processing 50. only? No, they do prints. They do scans. Nice. I mean, as does Dwayne's mm-hmm. and as does Blue Moon. Blue Moon does traditional printing. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, and they're a great, great bunch of guys. Mm. Zeb Andrews. Well, with a name like Zeb. He yeah. Called, Come on. And I didn't put the connection together in my oh, brain really? that he... Ha- guest blog for me nice. and I was I, I didn't put the two and two together and I was calling him Jeb <laughs> Jeb and then I called him back like 15 minutes later I'm like oh. oh my god I'm like listen man I'm really sorry and he's really he's like hey man listen that happens all the time and he put the phone down son of a bitch
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you son of a bitch <laughs> but uh, Hamilton Color Lab Inc E6 film processing learn it know it live it good 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 we got to a, know. a bit of news from uh, our good friend Jagatsi. Hey, hey Jagatsi. That's uh, Jay Jagatsi. Yes, yeah. and uh, she's turning us on to a site that has useful conversations about 127 film. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the 1911 or 1912 Kodak Vest pocket camera, mm-hmm. the camera that soldiers carried. In their vest pockets mm-hmm. during World War One, I'm curious if it like, saved any lives. possible, right? What, the the, very the possible. camera took a bullet. Yeah. It's right very there. Possible. Yeah, the camera took a bullet for him. <laughs> took look one for the team. You go to www.127.org.uk. That's O-N-E-T-W-E-S-E-V-E-N.org.uk. It's some interesting stuff about 127 film. And thank you very much, Jagatze. Hey. Hey.
2: I wonder the, if there's any place to see any of those photos.
4: That'd be cool. Oh, yeah, uh, the actual photos. photos
1: taken from World War I yeah. by soldiers. That would be crazy. I mean, yeah. I mean yeah.
0: the Eastman House always has yeah. old photos up like for display, so mm-hmm. that, that's a possibility. Moving right along. You know, we didn't talk about the FPP store. Nope. You uh, need to. Yeah, the FPP store is just that, a store online. And the idea is to offer vintage cameras, new toy cameras, and uh, h- uh, hard-expired and cold-expired film uh, to our listeners. And any money that's made is going to help keep the FPP going. Keep it alive. Yes.
3: What's the difference between hard-expired and cold-expired?
0: Thank you, Lauren. I'm glad you asked that question. Oh, thanks. Uh, hard-expired is a... Tr- uh, <laughs> Hard expired is a term I coined. Oh, who? <laughs> <Grasso> really? exclusive. <laughs> yes. It's it's basically a film that's t- you know, you leave it on in the back visor of your car. Oh, yeah, I've done that before. Hard expired is is just that. It's it's film. You don't know what you're going to get.
4: Okay. Oh,
3: yes. okay.
0: You don't know it's hard expired. It's chambot. Yeah, you don't know exactly how it was stored. So there's a chance that you may get nothing incredibly high grain, mm-hmm. really mixed up crazy colors.
1: Sometimes it's cool. It's it one of a kind, good. that's for sure. Mm-hmm. It is
0: one of a kind. And then there's Cold Expire, which is, you know, on ice yeah. or in the fridge. Which is
1: going to look pretty good, not too much shifting.
0: Yeah. Okay. So the idea, the store is, you know, it's still a little baby, the store. Oh. We're looking for feedback, Podcast at gmail.com. No. But there's some interesting stuff up there that I think can uh, be helpful to FPP listeners now, like, uh, you know, FP-100C, FP-3000B, uh, Fuji Instax film, stuff that is very competitively priced that, you know, mm-hmm. every day you buy this stuff online, mm. hey, well, you can get it from us. That's
1: great. So, and help out the FPP
0: at the yeah, same time. I will say that anyone that buys anything from us, at least in this initial baby stage, I'm always going to include something crazy, like maybe a crazy little picture of John Fadeli with <laughs> a face. Really? You don't know what you're going to get. You're going to get, you know, maybe mm. a rock. A <laughs> A rock. <laughs> <laughs> it's a toast
1: with a picture on it.
0: Yeah, you'll, 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 po- you'll probably get something in the package that's unique. So that's, that's kind of fun.
1: Oh, that'll be good. But
0: at this point, we're looking for feedback. And uh, here in April, if you're an FPP listener, you can go to the store. When you check out, you can use a code to get a, a, a 10% off. Ooh. Oh. Yeah. The code is oh, 0411. That's the code for April. Ten percent off. What is April two thousand eleven? Two thousand eleven. So it's 411. Yeah. Oh, sh- by the way, anyone sh- listening whisper, whisper. to this show or any of our shows in archive, you may be like, oh damn, it. I, I I didn't get a chance to win that uh, trip. Don't worry. If you listen to the archive, just go to the freshest show. You know, skip right ahead because I'm sure some people are compulsive like me and they just oh god, I have to listen in order. <laughs> I'm one of them. Yeah. Guilty. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I can't. Mm-hmm. I can't go to the newest episode. I have to listen to everything first. Uh, If you go to the newest episode, you'll hear what the newest, freshest contest is.
2: So you can get in.
0: Yeah, so you can get. Get on board. So, yeah, uh, some feedback would be appreciated on the FPP store. Sell coffee mugs? No. T-shirts? Nope. Pens? Nope.
2: Oh.
3: I'd love an FPP pen. John Fideli
2: bobbleheads? (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> so what's going on today? I don't know, what's going on? Well, we're, we have our ongoing big, big Polaroid camera giveaway Big, big, big. It's we, huge Yeah, we went over it last time It's crazy We have it over is. We have one, two We're giving away eight It's mad Mad, we're giving away eight What's known as Polaroid Integral Film Cameras Better known as Polaroid One Steps Nice Crazy, and it's a mixed cameras. bag. You know, we have some like a 1 600 camera, a Sun 600, mm-hmm. SX 70. We oh. have one SX 70, beautiful mm. package, Polaroid 1000, mm. also known as the original Polaroid One Step. And we're giving this away next time on FPP mm. May 1st. May 1st, exciting. And there's all sorts of great stuff in here. You put your name in the hat by emailing us your name, address, bits about yourself, some bits and bobs. Oh. You could email us at filmphotographypodcast@gmail.com. at gmail Yo. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, that's a good. I one. Yeah. could never do that Just one. Oh. On.
2: Uh, Maybe out of a job. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And you'll be picked at random to win one of these packages. Like, some of them are, like, just, oh, my God. Deluxe. Deluxe. Like, the Polaroid 1000 camera with a fresh roll of uh, impossible SX-70 push color film, Mm -hmm. a flash bar. Another package is the uh, Polaroid Sun 600 uh, with a pack of actual Polaroid film. Very nice. Inspired Mm. in 2009, which means it's as fresh as it's going to be. Jump on board with that, and I can't wait to pick the winners. Mm. You're going to have so much mail. Oh, yes. I hope so. I mean, so. eight remember, cameras. Remember giveaways last time? Oh, yeah. The the stacks were e-
1: easily an inch high. Yeah. They're going to be eight
3: times that, though. Wow. There's was, eight cameras.
1: Yeah. it's a lot.
0: Well, it's going to be a big pool. Yeah. And so it's going to be eight. Win- it's really awesome when I can pick more than one winner. Yeah. So.
2: It's fun.
3: I might have to go into that pool.
0: <laughs> so Jump in the pool. <laughs> well, why don't we do our camera spotlight?
4: Camera, spotlight. Oh,
0: wait,
4: uh, Camera
0: spotlight.
4: Camera Spotlight.
0: Camera Spotlight. Camera Spotlight. Camera Spotlight.
4: <laughs> Camera Spotlight. <laughs> wow, smooth. Camera
1: spotlight, camera spotlight. <laughs> <laughs> In soothing baritone. <laughs> <laughs> soothing baritone. Auto-tune I'll that.
0: Think, yeah. oh, my God. Soprano alto nice. tenor
3: bass.
0: The, the barbershop quartet. <laughs> Today's featured camera is none other than my Aunt Linda's 1960 brownie flashmite Twenty camera made by Kodak. That's a fun-looking thing. Yep, it is. I was visiting uh, my parents, uh, my aunt Linda, or I could say my mother's sister. You could. My mother's sister lives upstairs. Linda. And, yes, Linda. Did you meet Linda? Uh, no, I never did. Okay. Well, Linda, uh, she's a buyer, by the way, for DuPont. DuPont? She mm. buys fabrics. Oh. Mm. Yes. And for many, many years, she was a buyer at Stern's department store. Mm. Menswear. She'd go all over the world. Wow. Buying to buy. Buying fabric. Buy where? She, she yeah. took the, the camera with her? So, yes. <laughs> I don't know about this camera, but okay. since um, <laughs> uh, my family knows I've been, been hosting the FPP... Uh, cameras have been kind of showing up at holidays. You know, stuff that's been like in drawers and closets and in the basement. Wow, it's the gas. that's fun. Yes and yes. So first, last uh, Christmas, what showed up was a pack of uh, AG1 bulbs. What are those, Mike? These are. I don't think I've ever seen these those. These are before. flash bulbs. Oh wow! Individual bulbs. You know, one flash per bulb. You put the bulb in the camera. You take your picture. You
2: Explodes. It explodes.
0: Yes, it explodes, <laughs> and then you eject it. Oh, it's got the eject button. Yes, the Kodak Brownie Flashmite 20 camera, which at first my mother was like, that's my camera. Uh, <laughs> and I looked it up. There's, there's not very much information on this particular Brownie model on the web. There's almost nothing on this. Hmm. So looking up all the uh, Brownie flash might type cameras i came to the conclusion that this was released in 1960 and ended in 1965 pretty short run which immediately ruled out the fact that it was my mom's camera ah she's like a date gave that to me before i was dating your father uh-huh. <laughs> and i said no 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 mom it's impossible wow
2: look, look at you like yep. colombo yep. cameras here <laughs> this
0: could be on an impossible black slide this story wow condensed of course uh, this, I said, Mom, no way. This is made in 1960. This has to be Aunt Linda's camera. Your sister.
1: <laughs> She's older. Yes, Aunt
0: Linda. Yes. No, she's younger than my mother.
1: Yeah, we say aunt in Ohio. Yeah, yeah we say aunt. aunt. Yeah, you know, like a little aunt, bug. Aunt, aunt. My, aunt. my aunt with the mite, you know. Yeah, my aunt <laughs> with the flash mite.
0: So 1960 Bugs to 1965, I asked uh, my aunt if she took this to uh, Beatles. She didn't go to concert. She went to the film. Oh. But I'm sure people brought cameras to, to the To take pictures f- take of the, of the screen. screen. Oh, my gosh. She couldn't remember. <coughs> I would think that she got this camera probably 62, maybe 63. I looked it up. What I could find of it is the fact that it takes what's known as uh, 620... Roll film. It has an estimated shutter speed of one fortieth of a second, and it has uh, three apertures uh, right here in the front, which Hmm. are in what's known as um, it's known as uh, not f-stops. The uh, the other key stops. uh, No, it's known as um, exposure value, EV. EV. Okay. So we have one fortieth of a second. And um, as far as f-stops, they're known as EV exposure value. You know, back then they tried to keep everything simple, and they put color at 13 black and white at 14 and 15. So you can go online and get an exposure value chart. You you dial in the shutter speed and then the EV number and it tells you what the f-stops actually are. Oh, okay. So in this case, I actually Hmm. wrote on top here, EV13 is f-16, the EV14 is f-22, and EV15 is f-32. There Hmm. you go. The camera, I'm going to load it up right now. It takes what's known as 620 film. Here's a roll of 120 film with a magic marker that I put on. It's a 620 for the fridge. And did you? Is it already re-spooled? Oh yes. Oh, very nice. Six twenty is no different. My little library of reels over here. <laughs> <laughs> Can we go over this last month? Oh, every month. <laughs> Oh, okay. 620, this is a 620 Continuing education. And here's a 120. 120 film is still being sold. Very easy to get your hands on, right, Matt? Oh, definitely. And the only difference is the spool. I mean, they're the same size, just the width, and the the actual hole is different. So I re-spooled it myself, and here is a roll of uh, uh, 100 ASA, uh, Fuji Color,
1: Riala,
0: cold expired film. Are
1: we going to be selling 620 spooled film on the FPP store? Well, that's a great question.
0: Thank you for asking. I don't know yet.
1: I mean, it sounds like a pretty good idea. Yeah, I'm working on it. Yeah.
0: so this camera takes what's known as 620 film and it opens up on the bottom here a little button very simple it says load and <laughs> open <laughs> load <laughs> actually the body pulls out look at that Whoa. Whoa. A little cartridge yeah look at that yeah, look at that there's
2: the guts of it
0: yeah
3: that is mm, hefty now, guts. I mean,
0: the early cameras; these are made for you know families, for mm-hmm. moms and dads to use, and that's why eventually Kodak developed the cartridge film. My feeling is that people figured this out, but they kept making products that were simpler and simpler to use. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know why. I mean, if mom, my mom, and Aunt Linda figured it out, yeah. Then anybody can figure it
2: out. <laughs> well, you know, you expand the market with people who are afraid to do that. Get new customers.
0: So make the information's right here. Empty spool, load. Load. It's all it's all just it's all written here for you. I mean there's really not too much to think about. Film this side. So you take the film you actually put it here into the camera. Mind you, less than, you know, a little more than a year ago, I've never w- used spool film in my life. So if you're kind of scared... Like, oh my God, how am I going to figure this out? Don't worry. Don't be scared. Be, scared. be scared. Yeah, just don't worry. Be happy. There it is. It's in the load side. You pull it across. This is the camera. The, the shutter opens, and it flashes your film through to the film. That's why the film is over here. Oh, it, it loads the opposite side of the, my Hasselblad does. Okay, ah. yeah. Yeah. You uh, bring it across, then you take the little end here, put it in the slot.
1: That's a good way to keep it light tight, though. That's a pretty cool uh, idea.
0: Try to get. Oh, that's one of these. Oh. There we go. Crank it up. This is definitely not a spy camera. Many, many times, I just have a, a problem getting it in the slot, so I just put a little piece of tape here. So now there's no issue. <laughs> Don't worry. Be happy. <laughs> Don't worry. Just get it on there. Now the best thing to do when you're loading film like roll film or something you're not familiar with or you're in the dark room or developing the first time don't panic no that's the worst thing you can do that's yeah. the, well, don't get frustrated or flustered. take a deep breath yeah don't worry it'll, it'll all it, I mean look these are made for your these are made for your grandparents: and films. if Aunt Linda can do it yeah no violence
3: no violence no violence
0: yeah no no beta vodka no violence Okay, I did it so now it's there it is. Okay, you just pull it across a little bit. Usually there's an arrow that pops up that says there's the, start. There's the
1: arrow. So now you can just kind of stick it back in. and There it is.
0: Out. Start. So now your film is loaded. You put it back into the camera. There's only one way it goes in, so not, not, really, not really an issue. Back in the camera. Down here is an open lock button. You just... <clears throat> <clears throat> there you go. And uh, most brownies also have something called load and 1 to 12 exposures, a little lever. Oh, okay. And that is... It uh, automatically locks on your next exposure. Oh, okay. Let's load, okay. So now you have a little window in the back. There it is. There it is. Sometimes you have to kind of hold it open. Oh, okay. And wow. you that was pretty bright for an older camera. Basically, you look for the number look 1. Look for the number 1. Number 1. Now how many exposures does this get, Mike? This camera gets 12 exposures.
4: Hmm. Not
3: too shabby. Let me just
0: get to 1. Find 1. One you're still is the still narrow.
2: arrow. number that you'll ever do.
0: <laughs> you know, most people think that was the 3 Dog Night song when in fact it was Harry Nielsen. Oh, number 1. Number 1. Number, number one. 1. Woo! Yeah. So now we're we're good. We're at our first exposure. Uh, a great thing to know because there are many 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 Kodak Brownie cameras on the bay and they're all very similar. Anywhere from 1950 through, let's say, 1965, they're all going to have the same, same type of features. Whether you get the Flash Flashmite 20 or a different model, it'll be just, you know... It's
2: all kind of the same.
0: Yes, yes. So now we're at number one. We want to take a picture... Or as they say here in Jersey, take a picture. 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 And uh, we want to do a flash picture, so we'll take a AG1 flash bulb. We
3: don't have to be worried about, like, shrapnel, do we? Mm. No. <laughs>
0: Lauren does not <laughs> like shrapnel. <laughs> the top of the camera, I should point out that the top of the camera does have a compartment that opens up. Two AA batteries go in. Oh no, kidding. Mm. Right oh, here. There you go. Ah. Yeah.
2: Uh, did we lose hey. our cue? Hey. What was
0: that?
3: We lost our bulb. We lost our bulb, but we'll get it oh. later.
0: So here... Oh, I got it. You really? so Oh, oh,
3: I got it, I got it. oh, He's okay.
0: Thank you, John. Here's our AG1 bulb. We're going to put it into the camera here. I also might want to add that over the years, it uh, cor- gets kind of corroded. Mm-hmm. Not corroded like rust, but even if it's clean and not corroded, there still may be a problem with the contacts. Or just mm-hmm. loading the bulb in? Because yeah. over the years, although it may not be corroded, some kind of just the air, the film, mm-hmm. something has uh, made the contacts less. Now, what all I have done. Is I went on the web, and I looked, it up. I looked it up, and I found something that I bought from Amazon.com. By the way, Amazon.com sells everything. It's called D- Deoxid D100. Mmm,
2: deoxidizer.
0: Yeah, and I sprayed, because I went to my, uh, I was at my parents' house, I was given this camera, and I brought a bag of film, all sorts of film. I never know what kind of camera is going to show up. <laughs> and I shot right there at Outlanders party. The bulb would misfire. Mm.
4: Oh, okay. Mm. Because and you of you the loo- contacts. Yeah, yeah, because of
0: the contacts. So I bought this. And when I sprayed it to deox it, uh, it hurt. It was like. S-
2: that means it's working. Yeah, that means it's <laughs> working. So
0: that's, that's great. So I haven't had any problems since then. Well, that's good. Uh, also a good question to ask. Or if you're buying this from a yard sale, very important. Open the flash, the, the, the compartment where the battery is, and make sure there aren't old batteries and they're all corroded. Mm. I've seen that so many mm. times at
1: antique stores when yeah. I'm trying to buy a Polaroid camera. Mm-hmm. You open batteries. it up, the big double the- A's. Oh. Yeah. Oh.
0: So you just put your bulb in, your bulb's in. We're at uh, number one. Number one. And uh, let's take a shot. Yeah, shall we? Let's, uh, let's keep the theme today.
2: Get it together. One,
0: two, three. Wait, wait, wait. Wait. Whoa. Oh. oh. You have to make sure that the focus, the lens, you have three choices. Uh, Close ups, four to six feet. Groups, six to 12 feet. Or scenes, 12 to infinity. Groups. Close-ups, Close ups, four to six up. feet. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? We're about six.
1: Okay. I would have gone with groups. I right. would have been fuzzy. Focus. Focus. All
3: right. He's, d- he's getting ready. One, two, three.
1: <laughs> Holy oh, <my> cow. <laughs> There's a big white
2: dot yeah, in the middle of my vision. So good. Yeah can't see not so good now
0: <laughs> now the bulb a little, little release don't here on you top don't shoot that at me the little release on top the bulb sometimes pops out sometimes it's hot pop it out burn your friends needs a little encouragement it's wow look at that thing yeah, it, the is bulb cow. Is it exploded well fried. yeah it's got your
2: fingertip flesh on it now i'm going Yum. to uh,
0: take one more shot with the flash one more oh,
3: exploding yeah. bulb
0: go to number 2 look for 2
2: I see it right here great <laughs> Like a perfect circle. It is. It's a, <laughs> the diffuser works well. Yeah, it's a perfect circle. When you blink, I see a perfect circle. I can even see inside. Okay, oh, we'll my God. Don't go toward the light, John. Oh, just yeah. Squeeze ah. it
0: together here. A little tighter,
1: John. A little tighter. One, two, three. Ah-ha. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. The, uh-huh. the flash did not go. Uh-huh. Misfire. We didn't get
3: blinded again.
1: Right, time. Oxidizer hit in hit there. it with that deoxy. I guess, deoxy you, could, I guess you could hit it with a deoxy. Wrong stuff, Lauren. I know. Ah, oh. oh,
2: oh. maybe. Could be. Is the bulb
1: bad? The bulb. She's busted.
0: One, two, three.
1: Nice. Oh. Oh. A second oh. dot to
0: the <laughs> to the first. So occasionally oh. you do get some misfires. You, you have to be... Another thing, very important with vintage cameras, very important. You just, you have to be patient. You're going to have some misfires. You're going to have some uh, things you don't expect. Uh, you may have a sluggish shutter. Treat it like you would treat your Aunt Linda. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, the other problem with Kodak brownies is sometimes you will get a sluggish shutter. And uh, What do you do about that? Well, I brought a different uh, uh, brownie to uh, the Azumi Steakhouse with me. Zoomy-zoomy. And had a sluggish shutter. And what happened is the flash fired, but the shutter stayed open, so it created mm. a much dreamier picture. A cool. flash blur. Yeah. Yep. And it was pretty neat. So the other thing is, you know, today the big thing is Holga, Diana. Huge.
4: Holga, Holga, Holga.
0: Diana Plus. Diana Plus. Tori Amos Diana. <laughs> the fact is the Kodak Brownie series of cameras produces a very similar. Very dreamy image. Dreamy image. The center is focused. The edge is going to be a little blurred. Hmm. Yeah, This is your, your $5 or $2 alternative to going out and buying a, a Holga or Diana Plus. And there are hundreds of these. On the eBay, really yard hundreds. sales, car yes. boot sales. What about the bulbs? Flea markets. Bulbs oh, are readily available too. Bulbs I've found eBay only. E- yeah. yeah, eBay. Yeah. You wouldn't believe the amount of people selling these bulbs. And they crazy. sell in bulk, not like know. just like one pack, like yeah. 144 yeah. at a time. Yeah, yeah. And I
3: hope so. If it's only one shot of bulb.
0: The film is <laughs> easy to come by. It's 120 film. Pick your own. Uh, If you have any questions about 620 film or spools uh, or brownie cameras you can email me here at filmphotographypodcast at gmail.com and I'll be happy to answer your questions. I highly recommend a Kodak Brownie. There's so many different versions of this camera. Some have a little flash on the side, some have no flash. If you're outside just taking shots, you will be amazed. Compare them to your Diana, compare them to your Holga. That's my report on the Aunt Linda's Brownie Flashmite 20 camera. Look around in your parents' or grandmother's house. I guarantee you're going to find one. That's how I got that Polaroid to give you guys. Yeah. So, yeah. Look, snoop around. Ask a relative. Do you have any old cameras? They'll they'll pull these out, and you'll be, like, amazed. Like, oh, my God.
1: It'll feel yeah. your gas.
0: Yes. Yeah, yeah <laughs> absolutely. Gear acquisition syndrome. So, thank you very much. That's my report, and uh, happy shooting. Next up...
3: On the Film Photography Podcast.
0: Next. we got there, John? Oh. Always, with, always <laughs> John, with the gun. <laughs> yes. with, yeah, film
2: film. I mean, yeah, with the noise and the thing. <laughs> also, you're Jerry Lewis.
0: One of my favorite uh, <laughs> things to read are periodicals. I love magazines. Periodically, I'll read a yes. periodical. Way back from when I was a child, reading Famous Monsters, <laughs> famous monsters of Filmland magazines. Yes. Running home from school. Running home from school, hoping that the issue arrived in the mail. Mom, Mom, Famous Monsters number, number uh, 136 came.
1: <laughs> now, was it hard running uphill both ways? Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. And did you always run like Fred Flintstone?
0: Yep. We're going to save this one for last. In the March-April American Photo magazine, which I subscribe to. I love this magazine, by the way. I haven't had a chance to, to see that one specifically. It's a, a uh, image-heavy magazine. Those are always good. And the problem I have with magazines these days, of course, is that there's so much coverage of digital technology. There's very little coverage of shot on film or acknowledging shot on film. Yeah, no love. This is a Kodachrome, tribute to Kodachrome issue. Mm. That's a Kodachrome image on the cover. With I think shot by Steve Curry. Steve McCurry. Steve McCurry. McCurry Sorry, Steve. Yeah. Steve shot by Steve McCurry. He was one of the last... Asked photographers to shoot on Kodachrome. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, didn't he get the last roll? Like he yes. got it specifically for yeah, him. Yeah,
3: he's the uh, National Geographic guy.
0: Yes, he is. He and shot the
3: uh, Afghan girl.
0: The oh. article oh. is called mm-hmm. "The Last Roll." Oh, that's great. Yeah, it's awesome. So there's a great article in here about the last role. Kodachrome has dazzled photographers and captured its subjects' hearts since the Great Depression. National Geographic legend Steve McCurry takes the fabled slide film on a final assignment by Jack Crager. Good article? Great article. Look at the imagery. Wow. Oh, Oh, yeah. That guy's beard. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah. Hey, he's That's got wicked. De Niro. Is that
0: De Niro? Yes, that is De Niro. Oh, man. Those
3: are great rich, shots, though.
0: Rich, yet realistic color. Yeah. yeah.
2: So sharp. Is
0: that Grand Central? Uh, that is... John wins a prize. It is Grand Central. <laughs> <laughs> What do I get? Get a roll of uh, An unusable Koda. roll of, Portra. of Kodachrome. Portrait 400. Thank you. <laughs> There's also an article here written by Michelle Bates. Oh, no Look kidding. At that. At that. On plastic cameras. Plastic mm. fantastic. Michelle, we met. Uh, Dwayne and I met at the uh, PDN Photo Expo in New York City in 2010. Her, uh, her book, which is called Plastic Cameras, Toying with Creativity, uh, a new version of the book just came out. And this is an excellent, excellent article on toy hmm. cameras. Wow. Plastic that cameras. Image. That's Holga's, crazy. Diana's, and Linda's Flash Mite twenty camera, which mm-hmm. they don't they don't discuss, unfortunately.
3: Makes me want to get a plastic camera. They're mm. fun.
0: Famous, famous shot of Al Gore shot with a Holga. I saw that one. Iconic. Um, photo journals now have a f- carry a Holga in their bag. Really? Yeah. That's great. Like other plastic camera flaws, flare can be used for creative purposes. So we have that article in here. And in the in the back of the magazine there's an awesome, awesome like, you know, last word. And it is parting shot, photo finish, Dwayne's photo. Oh, Look at that. that. Yep. They're all wearing their Kodachrome t-shirts. Yep. Wow. Perhaps it's fitting that the last official Kodachrome photograph is a rather pedestrian shot of a bunch of folks smiling. For 75 years, Kodachrome film served amateurs and pros alike, capturing many a gathering where people grin sometimes through tears. So, Dwayne's photo in Parsons, Kansas, the last place on Earth to develop Kodachrome. The cut-off day for orders was this past uh, December 30th. We Mm -hmm. all know. Do you you have film over there, Matt, or you didn't do it? No,
1: I did. You did? Yeah, I I got it um, a week after I'd finally given up hope, but Mm -hmm. I got it. Uh, Lauren,
0: did you shoot? Get to shoot it? Uh,
3: I, I Actually, my role was with his... Nice! Yeah, so took some pictures of the family, you know, kind of stuff.
0: More than 500 packages arrived from FedEx, 230 from UPS, and 20 big bags from the post office. There were visitors from all over the U.S. and Europe. There's still... This is a quote from from Dwayne himself. There are still a lot of people out there who love... Chrome. that's the parting shot and a very fitting parting shot to an awesome issue of American Photo Mm -hmm. this is the March April 2011 issue you can pick it up recently I subscribed to what's called PDN of course I didn't know very much about PDN until I started going to the PDN Photo Expo and I didn't know they had a magazine until recently so I get this every month and in this issue is a very interesting article on self-publishing. Oh, great. Yeah. Like
1: blurb books and things like that.
0: Yeah. Why self-publish a book? Concept and content. How to print. There you go. Self-publishing done right. is a great article. And there's also another article uh, which we're going to save for last. Let me borrow that. Oh, John wants to borrow this? i borrow uh, I also subscribe to something called Aperture Magazine. They also have a website. It's also uh, very uh, photo rich, photo heavy. I haven't uh, reviewed this one yet, but I'm really looking forward to it. It's high quality paper. Aperture is the print quality is gorgeous and it's a very, very i want to say
1: i want to say art photo heavy yes it's, he- yeah. it's heavy
0: paper yeah the last article i reviewed in the pdn this is the uh, march 2011 issue it's called living large photographers use the latest large format inkjet printers and materials to print big for maximum impact that's what i'm talking about i love large prints so uh oh, matt those. is wow. a large print guy guy yeah uh, there's also a nice little article little uh, ad here for the main media workshops oh, mm. pretty cool we met them at the PDN they're very nice people
2: they do film and
1: photography
0: yes they do they do tr- what they call traditional photography uh, now matt do you do any large printing on inkjet or are you just traditional printing
1: i'm glad you asked mike i have a show i, I have a solo show coming up in july Ooh. from july 1st to august 5th at the University of Finley, I'm going to be sh- I'm going to be holding an exhibition of just my whole 52 project. I'm going to have at least 52 photos in there. I'm going to have a-, a wall of just the smaller little Hasselblad images that I got started with, the ones that I shot at least one roll a week. I'll have a shot from each week on there. And then on the other end of it is going to be in contrast some of my 8 x 10 work and some of the some of the silver gelatin prints that I'm making. And with the color, it's kind of pricey to get a really really nice big print. So we have a, a really good large format scanner at the school. And we have some large format inkjet printers. And I'm going to be doing, wow fingers crossed, some 40 by 50s of Ooh. color. That's big. That's inc- it is big. It's crazy oh, big. I'm, I'm very excited, Man. though.
3: It's almost it's bigger just- than me.
1: <laughs> What's the process like to yeah. do that? It's very... Like, how long dust. would it take you to, oh, to do it? It would take a week to get... A proof image, I think, wow, for no, me, oh just because God. cleaning up dust is going to be a big thing for me. Just so blowing
2: something up that big, a speck of dust is going to be huge. It's going to be mm-hmm. huge. Yeah. The do you
1: car- do you do a test print first? How does that work? Oh, there's lots of. Uh, color proofing and with inkjet printers you run into that's why i shoot film <laughs> but with inkjet printers you run into problems with color space and mm. this profile doesn't match this profile Boy. the color on your monitor doesn't look like the color that the print's coming out and a lot you, of variables you sh- yeah you shoot through a lot of paper after mm. that but it's, it's worth it when you get that final print that you're ready to mount and right i mean i won't be printing anything until i have an 8x10 that looks good color and then i'll do my proof and then i'll do my final print wow and hopefully they won't you know kick me out of the university for <laughs> and y- this is an Exhibit. For abusing privilege. Yes, this is an exhibit. exhibit only. It's not for sale. Um, no, it's uh, there's going to be some work you for buy sale. Oh, sure. Yeah, at the university. Yeah, at the university. Uh, In so. July. Mm-hmm. Wow. July through August, I'll have my stuff up. And there's going to be a little reception
0: <clears throat> on July 15th, and wow. it's going to be fun. Be great if the FPP Jalopy pulled up and you and I rolled yeah, out. Yeah, right, huh? Road trip to Ohio. Oh my God. Oh, we'd put you up. We'd yeah, do you right. We'd have to just pack your kids in the back take them with
1: us. No. <laughs> no, the actually Ma- the Mazza museum. museum.
3: Yeah, the Mazza Museum is right yeah. down there. The who Museum? The
1: largest, the world's largest children's book art museum. Oh. is oh, right really? oh, really? mm-hmm. right. It's the gallery right next door to where I'm going to have my stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They have a slide in there. I don't know if it's worth two days stuff. in the car.
3: It's actually very, it's a very, very nice. They even have a big slide in there now.
0: Oh, really? Yeah, they have a slide. Tons of fun. Mm-hmm. But th- this really, Ooh. Matt, this really rolls into our next topic, which is getting your photos n- noticed offline. Mm-hmm. And I think what every, uh, I think, deep in everyone's heart, really wants to get their photography seen. Yes, this Flickr, but the idea of a gallery uh, having representation, something called a fine art market, you're relatively new to large format, Right. Yes, very new. But you're very active about pushing forward and, you know, setting up yourself at a show and selling your prints. What do, what does um, a aspiring photographer, someone who knows nothing about this, how do they get, you know, put their toe in the water, so to well, speak?
1: Well, I would say for anybody that's still a student, get a hold of your professors. They, I mean, if they're in an art department, they know everybody else in the department. Get in touch with a student show. You have your portfolio ready for your professor just have them evaluate some prints say hey i want to enter some local shows they have to know the local shows Mm. they're around there or if you're you know if you're not in school um contact somebody at the school if you know somebody there or if you just go look around at your local gallery local coffee shops often put up small bits of photo like host a couple of photos every now and then look up your local photo shows hit up the Google and find photo shows that way The Google uh, oh, The
0: contest? Did you mention contests? Yeah,
1: just uh, that's what I mean, just little photo shows like that Like Usually juried competitions are a really good way to go Because you get feedback from mm. whoever is judging the show They'll say, I took this photo because Or we didn't enter this photo for the following reason And I, I encourage usually shows that have you deliver physically deliver the print um, There's a lot of shows now with digital where mm. you submit Digital yeah, online you, you, Yeah, you submit a, a JPEG And sometimes that doesn't do a print job Especially film prints, or you know, like something that's shot on Chrome. Sure. Do you know any really of these the uh,
2: competitions or contests or shows that are like national? Are there any big
1: ones? There's that a you're lot aware of, of there's a lot of big ones. Any of your uh, any of your Big photography magazines always have contests or advertising for shows. There's um, some shows that get mentioned in big magazines like Aperture. I know they have a yearly contest. I know some of the big camera makers, (coughs) Hasselblad, they have contests. PDN as well. PDN has a huge competition, gorgeous prints.
0: And isn't it true that sometimes it's not necessarily just craft of a perfectly exposed picture that, that judges are looking for some kind of human element?
1: Yeah, they're looking for some content, something behind it. They're not just looking for a pretty tree. They're looking for the story behind how that image was crafted. Right. Just a little more substance to it. And they I mean for film shooters, I think there's a strategic advantage in that with all of this with all the the digital culture coming into it. People are now submitting for these art contests, these JPEGs and the JPEGs look great, but some of the digital shooters don't know how to print it or get mm-hmm. it printed and they submit this print and the uh, the gallery doesn't want to hang the print because it doesn't look like that JPEG that they sent them. Right. It's
0: oh. kind of so-so print. Well, how does that disconnect happen with your JPEG looking different than your print, whether it's digital or film?
1: Um, usually color correction. Um, the way they printed it, the image might be too small, and then they print it too. That's another big thing with, with digital. Uh, people mm. print way too large. I think for, di- in my personal opinion, people print digital way too large, and you get pixelation, things like oh. that. Green, green always looks better than, right. circles are better than squares, you know? Right. Ah. Ah. Ah.
0: circle beats a square.
4: Mm-hmm. You've heard that before,
0: John? Well, on I the,
1: think... On the Hollywood squares.
0: I think that mm-hmm. um, uh, people should not get, dis- be discouraged. I think sometimes you can get, like, in the muck of, you know, oh my God, there's so many photographers out there, I'll never get noticed. No, just get out there. Just get out there. Just Get out there. Go use talk to somebody. Do. Yeah. Get used to the process. There's yeah.
3: always a local show.
0: Like, you just have to. You just got to poke
3: around. You really do. Because, I mean, even in Finley, there's. Like, Finley is like a town of like 30,000 people. It's Mm -hmm. really not that big.
1: I've always got stuff in shows, like, just rotating in and out. You just have to. There's always a gallery.
3: There's always a gallery you can connect with. Just look in your local art, even just local in the local art, like, league that you may have or, like, any kind of galleries because yeah, the they'll they'll, sh- early- they'll show your stuff even if it's not like a juried show you right. can get in contact with the gallery and they'll show your stuff like through rotation like oh this person's stuff is up this week or this month and then this person's stuff will be up and it gets you more exposure um I mean getting your contacts together that's really important um just people who know people who know people right and the more you do the more you get out there the more you find stuff so it's just, you just got to first take those first baby steps, which is always just start local and then just start going out because right. the more local you are, the more little things start trickling in and you can go to those bigger national shows, um, depending on, you know, like if they like you or not, because a lot of times it's also very judge-based. Yes. It's, mm. it, that's <laughs> very, another very thing. It's very subjective. Mm-hmm.
1: And that's, I mean, I- even in book of the month, we're going to learn, you know, everybody has an opinion about your photography. It's not necessarily your, your opinion, but you're usually you're your worst critic yeah. when it comes to your photo. Right. It's not about really getting the images sold. I, I don't, I have only sold like one, you know, one print this year as far, like on the fine art side of things, right. but it's about getting out there, building contacts and just doing what you love. So, and if people see that in you, they, they want to help you out right. more. Right.
0: And there are areas where like a market where you can actually buy a table space and market yourself, mm-hmm. like shows where. Yeah. little trade shows trade or shows. art
1: fairs, things like yeah. that. Yeah. Th- we have a couple of those in the summer in Toledo, Ohio. So I might be doing one this year, but it's, it's, it's a very big investment. If photography is mm. not like it, it used to be where you could give a, a mounted print, like you just, uh, dry mount it, put a mat on it and they'll frame it and hang it. Now, usually photographers are paying for glass and frames, and that adds up pretty quick. It's a whole thing, yeah. You take sure. it to yeah. Hobby Lobby, all of a sudden you've dropped $200, and you're not Hobby even Lobby. sure about the image. I don't suggest going to Hobby Lobby, but, you know, some people do.
3: Hey, there's nothing wrong with Hobby Lobby.
1: Or uh, here we have Michael's. Michael's, yeah, yeah we maybe. got Michael's. Or
3: Packetans, or yeah. whatever your local craft store is. yeah.
1: So
3: This is East Coast. I mean, this is like Ohio stuff, I guess, yeah. not East yeah. Coast yeah. stuff. So
0: I don't, I don't be discouraged. Just just get out there. Yeah. Get and out I mean, there. And there's a lot of people, even
1: on the FPP Flickr stream, man, they've got some... Gorgeous stuff. Just make some prints and and go over to the local coffee mm. shop. See what see what some people think. Yeah, it ain't gonna hurt to ask. No. Right. no, and always have prints. If you always have prints on you, you're that much better off going in. I mean, yeah, digital. Everybody's getting in. They're showing. They're bringing in their iPads and things like that. But people. Like holding a print, it's that tactile experience.
0: Absolutely. Well, thank you, and uh, that was a great segue from our PDN magazine right to you know, uh, getting your photos noticed offline, which is awesome. And we're gonna barrel right into the book of the month.
2: Book of the month, book of the
0: month, book of the month, book of the month, book of the month, FBP, book of the month. What do you got, Matt? Well.
1: This month, I have Criticizing Photographs, Aha. A, An Introduction to Understanding Images by Terry Barrett. I knew this was going to be a an interesting read, at, at the least. Every time I bring up the author's name, um, a lot of my film photography professors were like, Harry Barrett. Oh, I hate that guy. Oh, really? Because, well, he's a photo critic, yeah. and he usually has a very—he's a very—I opi- mean—very strongly opinionated guy. But in the book, you you learn step by step from somebody who is not a ph- photographer, they're a dedicated art critic, how to see the image for what it is, mm-hmm. to see the image for how the photographer was trying to see the image or their or their opinion of it, and then he just kind of breaks down how to critique your own work, how to critique somebody else's work, what mm-hmm. to expect when entering your work into say a juried show or even trying to get in um, you know museum kind of representation. And it just goes through it, but he- A lot the, of words in there. Yes, it's very wordy. It's I very, guess. I mean, it's. I'm still reading it. It's a critic. They, of they have a lot to say, <laughs> they have a lot to say. And they even tell you how to really concisely put together a nice critique of, of images. I was particularly interested with uh, his opinion on Richard Avedon's work. Really? In the 80s, a lot of his eight by 10 work, he has a lot to say about that. I also, by reading the book, learned about a lot of photographers I haven't heard about because I wasn't even born yet for the most part,
0: so. How could this be helpful to, let's say, an FPP listener who, you know, Flickr is very heavy on people post images. I always say people set themselves up. They'll post an image on a thread, a new thread, and say, I'd like some critique. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. I, I always say oh because i'm like listen you can't open in the door there. Yeah, you opening yeah. the door every amateur opinion on the planet and quite right. frankly i've seen really good images get skewered yes. and it can really damage you so what can someone get out of this can this help someone sort of like understand of where someone's coming from or not to take it so heavy yes you get a
1: really good well it, it's it's still kind of heavy, no matter what. I mean, you, you might even start critis- uh, criticizing yourself a All little right. too much. It really, t- it really shows you how one person's opinion can really inflate or completely destroy the concept uh, or like the, uh, the appearance of the image to everybody else. And it really teaches you that you really have to get somebody that supports you and your work behind you mm-hmm. to get that work. to really get the, the get barrel it understood. rolling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Get it understood in that same way. And it, sh- and it kind of even goes through if you have a, a critic that's behind you or you have a gallery owner that's behind you, that will, that will jettison your work. Yeah.
0: There, it's just like looking at a print magazine and seeing an article. And we've discussed this in past podcasts. Some things are ad-driven. There's, there's sometimes a reason behind things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Some, something's pushing it through. And so if a gallery is behind your work, doesn't necessarily mean that work is better or worse than someone else. Mm-hmm. Someone no. can be much better but just not have the gallery behind them. Exactly. Or some people may have a personality quirk where they're just no one likes them. Right. <laughs> I know it sounds funny, but... Well, no, it's true. No, people I mean, don't want to work with
2: people they don't like. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, you it's have to kind rule. of be a very even tone, very even... Just be cool. Yeah, you kind mm-hmm. of just have to be cool. Yeah,
1: very much so. And But for an average FPP listener, I would say take a look at this book. You can uh, you can read the first chapter, I think, on Amazon and see what you, what you think about it. Uh, there's a couple different editions of this book. Each one of them still has a William Wegman Weimreiner Mm -hmm. image on the front, so you can always tell (laughs) which one it is. Those are 20 by 24 Polaroids, by the way. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, there's a couple of those in the book. It's cool. Very, very gorgeous images. A lot of large format that's discussed in here, because it's uh, a lot of the um, 70s, 80s fine art photography. (laughs) So this
0: image is basically uh, in a gallery. It's a painting behind two actual dogs. With a 20
1: by 24 Polaroid. That's incredible.
0: Very well-behaved animals. yes. So yes, Wegman's work is very very cool. Yeah, but that that thing about the human element of you and your work, I think, is very important. It also applies to musicians, filmmakers. Yep. You know, if you want any re- artist, ar- yeah, if you're any an artist. artist and you want to be represented by a company, uh, you know, Capitol Records is not going to represent you if you're in like, trouble.
2: If you're like an Axl Rose type,
0: <laughs> I mean, some get
2: through.
1: They Sometimes, Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes, though. So.
3: Sometimes your name itself is just big enough, and right. that doesn't mm. even matter from that point.
1: But it very it breaks down how somebody critiques an image. So even if you're like an average listener that wants to get out there, try a show, you will understand. Show. You will better understand a critique when you when you receive it, or you can better give right. a critique so you can help. You know. You can help out at the county fair judging photos. You're like, I read re- read this whole book on critique. I know what I'm doing. You know, or <laughs> the guy, you know, the guy just from his picture, he kind of looks like a jerk.
3: <laughs> or you know, so just for a little personal Sky use, Barrett, if you just yeah. wanna, if you just wanna make your photos look just a little bit better. You know, learn a little bit more about right. how to make your photo just look or a little bit better. Or how to give better. it that
0: impact, that personal yeah. touch. So you can do a Google search, try to find this. This is the third edition. Mm-hmm. I uh, think there's a couple different editions yeah. that they
1: have on Amazon. So
0: of course you can go back to the first edition, probably get it for two dollars <laughs> <laughs> for those uh, you know price conscious folks out there. Well, thank you. Yeah, it's a
1: it's a solid book, and it's it's a little it's a little niche, but it's it's a good read.
0: Hmm. We're gonna push right into pushing and pulling, which is a letter we actually received from. Uh, uh, FPP listener and FPP friend, Jay Gazzi, also known as. Gigazzi. And Gigazzi wanted to know can you just talk a little bit about pushing and pulling on the podcast? What is it? Oh, what is it? Okay. What is it, Mike? <laughs> well, uh, if you want to know. <laughs> well, pushing and pulling means uh, I'll give you uh, my Italian American version of that. <laughs> Uh, pushing and pulling, of course, is, uh, which we spoke about earlier, if you're going to shoot a 400 roll of film at 3200 ASA. Sure. So you shot it at the wrong ASA I or ISO. I it horribly. Overexposed yeah. it. Underexposed, underexposed it. Underexposed it. So now, of course, you're going to have to get a lab to fix it by what's called pushing.
1: Yeah, they develop it for slightly slightly longer. I mean, because <laughs> developing time on C41 is, what, 3 minutes, 25 seconds? So they, they put it in for, I think it's 20%, 25% longer. Exactly than the time and that's one extra stop and then they add 20% every time to that for every stop after that
0: C41 there have been also a lot of threads uh, about um, do you rate your film on what the box says or do you I mean I guess there's some photographers who constantly are pushing yeah there's
1: there's some people that do it to compensate for equipment hmm. like they know their equipment is uh, always uh, has a sticky shutter so they'll, oh. they'll rate it faster because the shutter will stay open longer to kind of get it in the right place uh-huh or they'll always overexpose it because their, uh, their what, equipment underexposes.
0: What about uh, pulling? It's the opposite?
1: Pulling, yes. Pulling is the opposite direction. <laughs> it's where you rate a film. At a slower speed, and you sh- you shoot as as thus. So you sp- you shoot some triacs at at two hundred. That's right. what, um, That's what Lauren's that's photography actually what class does.
3: That's what my photographer t- photography class does. Oh, why? Yeah. Um, I think it's so that we like we have it at four hundred, but he wants us to do it at two hundred to make sure that the students will always get the right exposure. Get an exposure on. They'll them. get at least one exposure. Like you can always do better with more light than, okay. than less. He always
1: has them bracket the exposures. All right. Mm-hmm. So from plus two to to minus
0: two. So. Interesting.
3: Yeah, and it helps the it helps the students and it helps me to figure out which density which negative is supposed to be the right negative.
0: Okay. So
3: i found that usually my right negative, like the one, is usually like. Underexposed by one stop, which, which would be shooting it at box speed. Which would have been oh. shooting it at box speed.
1: So. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I do I do pushing. I don't do a whole lot of pulling because well, films. No, a lot of people who do. I no, films really can't really. handle uh, pulling as well as they can handle pushing most of the time. But the newer films, you can just go mm. crazy because this, like the this new Portrait 400, you can rate it anywhere from 25 to 6400. So oh my that's, goodness, that's, that's, Dude, that's, that's pulling it a lot and pushing it a whole hell of a lot. So that's
0: incredible. Yeah, it's
1: bully-proof film. <laughs>
2: can push it or pull it. just like, I don't care.
1: Yeah, <laughs> do what you want. Bring it on. So. Not
0: too many films can handle that. For example, are you aware of uh, the new Kodak Ektar? Will that handle the push-pull? It does not handle... Well, I mean, it handles
1: pushing and pulling all right, but I wouldn't. I'd shoot it at box speed. I, I know some people shoot it slower to give it that
0: right. that extra like slide film kind of punch. Mm-hmm. So y- do you think that the Kodak new Portra 400 was sort of designed that it could handle that?
1: I think it was designed to handle that because they um, they were scaling down right. their, um, their offerings of different emulsions. And it kind of meets the color <laughs> and the ASA range meets them halfway. So. Right. So,
0: John, you're going to be shooting your uh, Kodak Portra 400, mm-hmm. by the way. Push big, it. Big thanks to uh, Kodak at the PDM. They yes. donated it to the show so Absolutely. we could test it. Yeah. You're going to be pushing. It's rated at 400. What are you going to shoot it at?
2: Well, uh, uh, from Matt's suggestion, I'm going to rate it at 3200 and develop it one stop right push it one stop you can push it yeah you can push it one or two stops now, how did you how did you derive at uh, getting it developed for 800
1: um i just looked on other people's photo blogs oh, i'm kind of really? lazy See? there's a couple oh. of different uh, film wet- film only wedding photographers that mm-hmm. i follow on twitter and facebook and they have like, I mean, they they make me look like, oh man, why do I even get up in the morning? They're kind of photographers. This stuff. Yeah, they're yeah. they're great. Um, the Fidgetal Revolution, our yeah. friends over there. Digital. Yeah he he did a review of it and he was talking about how to rate it and push it so you can get some good information over there. Oh, great. Just Google it. Go on Flickr. Type New Portrait 400. and You'll see all sorts of crazy examples. But that's what that's kind of the magic number to to com- right. a good compromise between grain and speed. So I'm very excited. It'll be. It'll look good. You'll stop. We've got your a kids. rainy day coming up tomorrow. Free them so. there.
0: Great. Was, so we explained it. Of course, any questions? You could always uh, drop in our group on Flickr.com. I'm sure there's a thread or two about push pull. You could also uh, email us at uh, filmphotographypodcast@gmail.com. Yo. And uh, we'll be happy to uh, you know answer any questions you may have. Yes. Uh, and I'm not. Sh- I'm not sure. Uh, Matt, have you blogged about push pull?
1: I haven't. I'm still building together an army oh. of, of Portra 400 right. images because Great. I've been just abusing it. I mean, that's I have a little oh, yeah. Flickr uh, <clears throat> set called Film Abuse, new Portra <laughs> 400, because I right. just wrecked the stuff and it still looks good. Wow. Old chemicals, new chemicals, bad light, like- good light.
3: Just pick it up, throw it around. <laughs> Punch it the a- couple times. Scratch
0: the emulsion. Mm. We're going (laughs) to barrel through, because I have to keep my promise to our technical director that we're going to bring these shows in at a certain time. Mm Mm-hmm. Barrel into darkroom tips. Darkroom tips. Darkroom tips. FPP. Darkroom tips. Darkroom tips. The question of the day is to tone or not to tone, Hmm. which I'm really interested in, because to tone, I'm I'm assuming you were talking about, like, you know, Tint. Is that true or no? Not even well
1: in, in the in the sense of prints. Yes, to tone is to give it a, a different color or to give it a little more archival stability with uh, certain chemicals. So,
0: but what is it to tone? To toning. Um, okay, w- that's wh- for listening. What the process speaker. is, but you know,
1: um, <laughs> when, when I tone it, when I talk about toning a negative, um, I mean toning with selenium, really nasty stuff. It's got mercury in it.
0: Oh, um, you kind of get poisoned.
1: Yes, use gloves.
2: You go mad as a hatter.
1: Because
0: the thing is, man, is like, when you're driving on the road, I mean, like, you get a person who's that rude, I mean, they're going to kill you. So, like, if you give them a quick short, sharp shock, they don't do it again dig it. I mean, he got off light because I could have given him a flash, you know, I only hit him once. <laughs> Mercury makes you mad? Yeah, it doesn't oh, it? A little nutty. That's what I tell Mercury does,
3: patterns. Mercury does terrible, terrible things.
0: <clears throat>
1: okay. Yeah. yeah. Terrible not, things. That explains it. But anyway. <laughs> we'll talk about it later. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I use toner to kind of <coughs> give give some negatives that might not have as that right density just a little more pop. You you put them in for anywhere. There's lots of different dilutions you can look up. It's it's very seldom used because today's f- films are just gorgeous no matter what you do mm-hmm. to them. But I still use them for some of my large format stuff to get that really even exposure between each one. So you'll do a test print first and then work it out from there
2: whether or well, not to add it or well you'll, sometimes you'll I'll jump to- right in.
1: Sometimes I'll jump right in and I'll look at the negative and I'll say this isn't dense enough and I'll I'll tone the negative. Right. But you can also tone the pre- Print. And toning the print serves a different purpose than toning the negative toning the negative usually is to bump your density it bumps your it bumps um your your density proportionately it pulls up both the the shadows and i mean it can only it can only add density where there's already silver so it's not going to magically give but. you light that wasn't there so it's not it's not a wonder chemical even though it's mercury
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: but <laughs> It's it's used to do that, and on the very on the opposite side of toners, there's a reducer. You can use a farmer's reducer, and that can take away. If you have a very fogged or overly dense negative, you uh-huh. put it in reducer for the same amount of time you would tone it, and it will remove some of that silver density. But if you leave it in there too long, you have a yeah. blank negative, and you're Oopsie. crying. Yeah. Does that ever happened to you? <laughs> that, that sigh sounded like it. Yeah, was, it sounded I, like I don't know, didn't a it happen personal to you experience? Once?
3: Oh, I, I, I he did something in the I dark think I when he was th- like, "I did not
1: ah! even know what I was doing that one time." Just so. screaming, "Oh my you are, god!" You were? Are you doing Van Dyke browns? That w- that's a different thing. Yeah, yeah, I figured out I couldn't tone um, so soon after that. I had to let it dry a little bit. But yeah, it just went. And then when you tone prints, uh, the reason to tone the print is for archival stability. Oh, When, you, when really? you tone your print, you can get a slightly different color shift by adding selenium to it. It sometimes shifts the colors to a little more cool of a tone. Or if you tone a print that already has warm tones, they can get a little little more neutral hmm. from there. And there's all sorts of other toners you can get. There's Kodak Brown Toner. If for some reason you want your darkroom to smell like sulfur huh. for a long time, Ugh. the brown toner will make, will give you a sepia effect on your print. And there's also a blue toner which gives you that false cyanotype kind of look. But tony and selenium is what I do for my fiber prints. Um, the prints I gave away in the FPP Print Exchange and the one I gave you guys, was toned in selenium and basically it's just it's a way to extend the print from a twenty to fifty year life to a fifty to
0: seventy five year life. Right. So. Mm-hmm. So, so preservative. On my deathbed I'll be clutching <laughs> Matt's print. That's great. That's eight, probably longer, right? I mean, if you don't expose it to sun or that—that's—that's mm-hmm. that's assuming
1: no sun exposure and right. those, those numbers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are the extreme numbers. But yeah. I hope to it. You know, I hope twenty, twenty-five years where I can look back at it and I'm like, oh, that's still a good image. So, yeah,
0: hopefully. Yeah. Over time, most prints do get fade.
1: They don't. It's kind of weird because since there's silver in the image, yeah. they kind of like tarnish. Oh, okay. so interesting. You'll you'll interesting. lose the silver. Will kind of. You ever seen like a really nasty piece of like old like. Uh, Silverware or something and yeah. it'll have that, that rainbowy kind of tarnishing. Yep. Yeah. yeah, it'll get that on the edges of the print interesting mm-hmm. And it will kind of lose its its pop over time. It'll get very flat hmm. but toning kind of prevents that and I believe it's because it's trading out the right. silver density for the selenium So the question is to tone or not to tone? Um <laughs> If you are if you are crazy enough and you already have a bathroom darkroom and you don't have uh, kids dogs or cautious wives
0: maybe <laughs> or like a grandmother living right. there who yeah. like my drink it. Mm-hmm.
2: Oh. Toner's nasty stuff. put her uh, her hosiery in it. It's really, mm. oh. it's
1: it's very stu- it's very nasty stuff, and you should be mm. cautious about it's using real it. Real dangerous. Um, you, there's services that if you're getting a print from them, you can ask them to tone the print before delivery. Oh. things like that. I mean, I think
0: this is an advanced a, process. Yeah, it's a
1: very it's an older process, the Ansel Adams kind of thing, and older way of. Just preserving the papers, because they didn't have as good of papers back in the day. They weren't as stable, right. and now we have a lot better papers. Mm-hmm. But, like, if you're going to go to the, I always say, if you're going to go to the trouble of making your own silver prints, and you're doing it on really good fiber paper, add that extra bit of toner and make it last that much longer. It's, yeah, that, it's that extra pop, and then you can brag, These are selenium-toned, hmm. silver gelatin, triple-weight, matted. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah, prints yeah, When yeah. you're at the gallery. Oh. You know, so.
0: so you make can you fetch a better price for your print, if it's all... Souped up like that?
1: Oh, yeah, just tell them it's archive, you know, use all the archival stuff you can. This so. is the best.
3: It's all those big words that nobody else understands, yeah. so yeah. it must and be like awesome. It, it must be worth $1,200. Must it be if amazing. You did all that stuff right. to
0: it. Images, whatever it might be at a gallery. Can it be priced up like, you know, prints from like Mr. Brainwash and, and Banksy and all those guys? Like, you know, can you do a print? like, so.
1: Uh, Twenty-four thousand. It's really <laughs> when you when you price anything, and this goes back to the gallery stuff. It's you're pretty much telling them you're telling them what you're worth, what your time's
0: worth. That's why it's good to have representation because a gallery may price you saying this is a hot new artist. He's done this, this, and this. Fifteen thousand. Hmm. They make it worth that based on... Do you know a gallery that does that? Because I would (laughs) would call them today. That would be
1: fantastic. Images images traditionally go for for lower just because photography is exploded. It's out there. Images you can get anywhere. You can go to Wally World and you can get a, a framed, matted print
0: that looks... Eh, and people will still buy it What about the fact of Like this is shot on This is a film photography You know Developed on yeah, this Yeah you paper. can fetch more for that Yes Yes mm. you
1: definitely can
0: 8 by This is shot on 8 by
1: 10 Negative Oh that gets me into A lot of places Oh just, that's just good Just by default But then I feel bad Because I'm like You know If I had shot this on 35 Would I would the same image mm. Have gotten in
0: No Well you're not shooting 35 You're out there Humping that equipment around I like, guess <laughs> but I don't feel like that
1: Because I'm all about the image I, mean, I read this critique book So I feel like Maybe I should be Honestly I think more. you
0: deserve it Really To, to go out there to, to set up huge camera, it's a whole process. The whole process of the eight by ten it negative, it's that's you're finding your niche. You're finding for you what's a little bit different than the rest of the pack. That's true. So yep. find your
1: niche. I've seen toy camera. Um, yes, prints like big twenty by twenties made from like Holgas, hmm. and they still look, look good in a show. And I think this was when I was in Chicago looking at the Vivian Mare exhibit. On the other side, there were these. It was a toy camera exhibit. I can't remember the photographer. But he had lots of... It was like mm-hmm. night photography with with toy cameras. And they were anywhere from 6x6 to 20x20. But they just had a good story behind them, like we were talking about. A good story. Uh, an intimate process. Right. And they described his passion for film. And that's why he was there.
4: Right.
0: Mm-hmm. So... Yeah. It's that's how you do everyone it. Everyone needs to find their thing that yeah, makes don't, them pop. Don't photograph what
1: you think people are going to like. Photograph what you like, and people will get that. Right. Eventually, they're going to say, you know, this is why... Man, Mike Rosso really loves this. He's he's really good at this.
0: Right. We love Mike Cross. Pizza Friday. Book on pizza. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> all pizza, all the time. Well, this is very good. I think this is can generate discussion. You know. Oh, I hope so. Those. I'd
1: love to talk to other people about it because yeah. there's you know there's different opinions. It's a very geographic thing. It's uh, some kinds of photography are perceived differently, mm. and that's across all different markets of photography: fine art, right. wedding, portrait. It's. And it's really good to get a, a worldly view on it. And I think we have the ability to do that, having such an intimate group on yes. FPP, but ha- world representation. So, yeah.
0: Oh, as a group. Yes. Yeah. yeah. An FPP
1: gallery. Sweet in would be Germany.
0: Germany. Well, thanks. That was awesome. Awesome talk about getting your film, or your photos noticed offline. Looks like it's time to wrap it up, right, Jeff?
2: Wrap up
4: the show.
2: Every song up sells well. Like, oh, Same song. Yeah. <laughs> I'm
0: really looking forward to the may podcast because who who knows what's going to happen tomorrow is the uh fpp uh photo meetup in new york city i am excited for that john what do you got
1: nothing okay
0: (laughs) (laughs) so i I really want to thank both matt and lauren for taking the long trip Mm -hmm. out here twice it's always a fun trip Four well, times for, for you me.
1: Now. Four times, yeah. I'm veteran of uh, I eighty, yep. yeah.
0: The slot's nice. open for you, Matt. If you want it, all you gotta do is grab it. I,
1: you know, I really want to hear what the listeners think. If they, if if you like me and you want to have me, I'm here. Well, okay. I'm Seriously,
0: we can't really worry. We can't. we can't really worry too much about that.
1: No, but I, I just like to. You know, well, feedback has been Feedback's very
0: positive been, so far, well, right?
1: Uh so far, yeah. People s- people wrote in about March. It's been pretty good. A lot of, lot of. I meat, hate that lot man, meat
0: <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> I mean, think of Bewitched when they, they switched the Darren's. Darren, I mean, right. you know, the, some people didn't want to see a new Darren. I don't either. like the new Darren. <laughs> so uh, we're going to a real New Jersey diner right now. i excited. Max, mm-hmm. famous Max in Butler, New Jersey. Take some pitches. Take some pitches. Take some pitches. It's a raining out. We'll get
3: about it. we'll no, forget about it. Greasy food.
0: No, about it. Not that greasy. Forget about it. No? They have an amazing menu. Uh, first of all, most that's diners so in New Jersey are griegoed. Ooh. It's
2: Italiano. Okay. Speak Italian. Hey, che bravo!
0: Jeff We're gonna <laughs> check it out. We'll report maybe next time. And, uh, ah, big. Uh, I think Nick. Well, you're gonna be. I'm uh, gonna we'll be there. We're we'll meet up tomorrow. Yeah. For hey, so yeah, our next month show. Yeah. Ciao, so, well, Jeff. So. Ciao, Jeff, thank you very much. Hey, pasta primavera. Joe K.
2: Einaudi.
0: Page behind the scenes working on our site. We got uh, our webmaster. Yep. What's his name? You know the guy. Greg Dumont. Right. Yay. He, he hooks us up to the iTunes and gets all that magic happening. <laughs> Don't forget about our uh, big, big Polaroid giveaway. All big. big. It's huge. Oh, Film big. Podcast at FilmPhotographyPodcast.gmail.com. Yo. And uh, we'll see everyone next time. And we're going to go out with a smooth sailor. Yeah. Song. Okay. Smooth. smooth. Great. left already left camera.
2: <laughs> Bye. Fun. Bye. tree, forget about it.